Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good evening and welcome all to episode 9 of NBA Holes. I am your co-host, Joe Connors. My other host is Mr. Dave Hendrick. I'd like to apologize off the top. My allergies are brutal, uh, so I apologize for the sniffling. Dave has a chest cold thing going on, so this is basically our Michael Jordan flu game pod. Dave, how are you, my friend? In, in that case, it's going to be the greatest podcast ever. Or um, that- we're hoping for. That's what we're hoping for. It's either going to be that, or it's going to be the Scotty Pippen migraine game. Uh, there you go. You know, it could be either. But uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, All right. Well, tonight we're going to start with Twitter questions, as we usually do, because we love to get our guests, or uh, not our guests, our listeners involved with the show. Um, our first one is from Neutral Spin at Neutral Spin. His name is Justin. I think you probably know who he is, Dave. He's a big, uh, he's a big NBA fan. His question is: Do an early ranking of which NBA teams, the 10 worst NBA teams for this coming season. Ooh, 10 worst. 10 worst. <clears throat> Do they have to be in order? Uh, no, he doesn't say in order, just okay. says the 10 worst. Atlanta? Okay, I agree there. Chicago? I agree there. The Knicks? I agree there. The Nets? The Pacers? Yes. Hmm. Orlando? How many is that? Is that seven? I think that's seven. Uh, the Lakers? Yeah, I'm going to throw them in there as well. I still think the Kings are one of the ten worst teams, although they might be the tenth worst team. And... Oh, the Sixers, of course. Hey, hey, that's nonsense. That's, you know, people, you know, he's just fucking with you guys. They, the Sixers were projected by Vegas, if, if nobody's seen this, projection almost 43 wins. So, Dave, you should stop your hating. Those, those projections mean nothing. They're based on fantasy of 
of Joel Embiid being healthy. We'll see. We'll What's see what happens when, when his elbow falls off in training camp. Hit- it will not happen. I, I, and I'm going to throw the Phoenix Suns in there as well. Oh, the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, the Phoenix Suns, in fairness. They're yeah. going to be bad. They have talent, but they're going to be a terrible team. So I think that's 10. If it's not, Justin, I apologize. But um, that that is our 10. Uh, Jan, Janigan, who we said we can basically call him whatever the hell he wants. Um, he's asking, who are our picks for breakout player this season? Or breakout players, plural. Um, I'll go go first. I'll say one of them I think is going to be Brandon Ingram for the Lakers. That's a great shout. Yeah, I I really like him. I think he's one of the better young talents in the league. I think it's a matter of him just physically figuring it all out because he's got the talent, um, but he just has to figure out how his body works properly because he's all kind of arms and legs. Um, That's a really, really good shout. I think Alan Crabb is going to impress people this year. Now, I don't think he's going to be an all-star or set the world alight, but I just think if he go like, he's gone to the Nets, and I think if the Nets start him at the three, which there's no real reason not to do, because it's him or Hollis Jefferson, so you'd go with Crabb because he can shoot. Yeah, I think Crabb, I think Crabb could have a, could have a pretty good season there and, you know, maybe get himself into that, 16 to 18 points a game range, play decent defense. Yeah, I think Alan Crabb's going to surprise a lot of people. Um, and I think, Mar- guy I think Marcus Marcus. Smart. They'd be my two. Marcus Smart. Because. Oh, Marcus. Okay. Yeah, I think he's going to get a lot more minutes now with Avery Bradley gone. I think he'll get a lot more minutes. I think we saw in the playoffs. Uh, improved play, especially in his shooting. We know he's an incredible defender. So Marcus Smart, maybe. Okay. I thought I actually thought about Jalen Brown on the same, going from the same Celtics mm. team. Um, I think D'Angelo Russell is going to be better in Brooklyn. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah I he, think he, he's going to run the team, isn't think, he? Yeah, I really do. I think he's going to be almost a perfect fit there. He does, he's away from that limelight in L.A., um, things obviously didn't really go great for him there. And another one is, uh, I think it's Yusuf Nurich. I don't even know how you pronounce his name, but the guy from Portland. Um, oh, Nurkic. Nurkic. Yes. Yusuf thank Nur- you. Yeah. Cause he, he looked, he looked good when he got healthy. You know, he did. with him, yeah, it's I, just about health. Yeah. I think he's, he's a, he's a really good, could be a really good NBA player. Mm. So you have anybody else for that? I think Jamal Murray could do really well this year. Yeah. I think there's been a good talent upgrade in Denver. I think um, they'll run. I think he might play the the one a lot more because um, I think they might be at the end of their rope with Moutier. Yeah. So if he's playing the one, and I don't think he'll be um, the type of one who has the ball all the time. I think because I think they're going to run a lot of their offense through Jokic. Um. And if if they can get Murray running off screens, he's a really good shooter. He cuts quite well, so I think Murray could could really see an uptick in in his points per game and his assists, and really establish himself as an NBA player. You know, now that I think about it, from that team, another guy who I think could really play much better is Gary Harris. I think he could be really really good too. Um, again, another team with some mm. some good young talent. You know who needs to be a breakout star this year, Joe? 
Who's that? Nerland's Noel. Because if he's not, and he just turned down 70 million, he's he's going to really regret that decision. He's going to end up like Greg Monroe. He's going to end up taking a crappy contract from a crappy team when he could have taken a life-altering contract from one of the best franchises in the NBA. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. I mean, my Sixers got rid of him for basically nothing. Um, he, he really thought he'd be going to get a huge contract, and he... I don't think he deserves it, but the way the money is thrown around in the NBA, he probably should, obviously should have gotten more than the one-year deal that he got. But it's very strange that nobody else offered him anything. It is. So it is weird. I, don't know I, why. Think he, I think he was worried, though. I think he was worried that if he signed something, Dallas would match it. I wonder if maybe he just doesn't want to be in Dallas. It's a good possibility. Um, he doesn't seem like a Dallas kind of player. I know he really liked it in Philadelphia. He just. I don't know. He's clearly they didn't think he was a fit with Joel Embiid. I had my doubts, um, but you never actually saw them play together, which was the weird thing. They didn't even try to experiment with it. So I wonder if there was something else there because uh, it really made no sense. Um, next question is from Ricardinho, eighteen ninety two. Rick, he says, assuming they all stay fit throughout their careers, could Giannis, Embiid, and Towns become top twenty five? players of all time um Towns definitely Embiid definitely Giannis is the interesting one the talent is there like yeah the, the raw potential I should say is there but I don't know I still don't know what he is like I don't know what his position is I don't know. I know he's good at pretty much everything, but I he haven't is. seen any inclination that apart from weak side shot blocking defense, I haven't seen any indication that he's actually great at anything. You know, or that he has the potential to be great at anything. He's not a particularly good shooter. He's not a particularly good passer. Um, he's not the best one on one defender. He's he's okay in all of these things, but it's his athleticism, his size, his speed, and just the fact that he can do freakish things. But for how big he is, yeah, I mean, is he a point guard? Is he a point forward? There's there's really no positions in the NBA anymore. No, that's true. It's kind of it's kind of crazy the way that's actually panned out. If you think about the 90s and the even the early 2000s, even going that far in, it was it was still a position basketball. But the three point shot, the emphasis on it has really changed the whole game. But it's a really good question, and I do agree with Embiid and Towns because I just think their talent. And you see what when Embiid's healthy, he just nobody can stop him. And clearly, Carly Carl Anthony Towns, nobody can stop him now. Um, Giannis, I, I don't know either. I think he could be. But top 25 all time is really high. That's, that's rarefied there. I mean, you look at the top 25 players ever, like, and like, you're talking truly, truly special, gifted individuals. Yeah, and it's, I, yeah, I, it's, and if he stays in Milwaukee, with all due respect to Milwaukee, I, I just, like, so there's no he, line. No, he's not going to win in Milwaukee. Like, realistically, no. they're not winning anything with that team. Like, I like Chris Middleton. I think Jabari could be something if his knees were normal knees and not those of a pensioner. But, like, what else do they have? 
that's thought, the thing. Th- Thonmaker, maybe he becomes something. Um, what's the guy's name that won Rookie of the Year? Chris Middleton. No, the other guy. The he was a second round pick. Oh, the guy who beat out uh, Sarich and um, yeah. And beat. I, I, I won't. I won't name him because I, I, I can't think. think. Can't think of his name. But I like, won't name him. Both. So. Uh, what like? And they're maxed. Like they're pretty much maxed cap wise. So yeah, they really. I don't see where that team's going. I really don't. Like I don't. I don't think they're ever going to be better than a third or fourth seed. And I don't think they're ever going to be better than a conference semi finalist. So, um, I'm also so, not Jason. So even that, you know. So I don't think Giannis will. I'll I'll just say that I don't think Giannis has enough fundamental basketball ability. I think he over relies on his ability, like his uh, physical attributes and stuff. His his freak athleticism, his length, um, his speed. And to be honest, what may hold Joel Embiid back is that he doesn't have those basketball fundamentals either. But I think it's easier for Joel Embiid to develop them in the yeah. NBA playing as a center. Um, whereas, as I said, I don't know what Giannis is. And because, as you mentioned, there's no positions really anymore. It's very hard to know what skill set he can actually develop. He'd need to develop quite a unique one. And to do that on the fly in the NBA when you're already the franchise player is not going to be the easiest thing in the world. No, it won't be, but he I mean he has shown he he can hit that three-pointer which for a big guy opens up everything in your arsenal. Mm. Um again though, it, it, when you have a fragile body like that, it's a lot to bank on and as a Sixers fan, I mean I I I can't deny that, but the, he did say, I mean Rick even said if healthy. So if he's healthy, I don't think there's any question. I think he cuz just because he's so He's like a unicorn, you know. I know they call Porzingis the unicorn, but Joel we, Embiid. We all know Towns is the real unicorn. Let's yeah. be here. We go. Here we go. Towns is the best defensive player of the three. He's the best post player of the three, and he's as good a three point shooter as either of the other two. So who's the unicorn? He's a better passer as well than both. So you know, I'll just let you talk because I know you like to talk. Well, I like so. to talk, but I'm also right. Towns is the best player of the three. Right now, and it's not even close. Well, he is right now. Yeah, you can't by miles. He is right now, and he's the Um, most talented. No, I don't think he's the most talented. I really don't. No, I don't. I don't. I think Joel Embiid is the most talented. No, I I really do. For his size, the way he can dribble, the way he can shoot. But again, it all it all goes back. Video against chairs. He played, but he played thirty-one games, and that proof is twenty minutes a night against. Against mostly no, he didn't. second I watched, stringers. He didn't. You tried to make this argument with and me before. And I was right. No, you're not right. I, I was. Every- I looked at his minutes. He wasn't playing again. He wasn't playing most of his minutes against the starters. No, that's no. He he rotated in and out. Trust me. I, I watched every Sixers game. That's my team. Played he played bums. This is ridiculous. This is crap. Argument. He played bums. No, I DVR all these games. If I could send bums. them to, you, that's I would. It's Philly like. Ridiculous. People didn't want to embarrass Philly. You know? A little little bit of pity. You've only won like eight games in six seasons. Let's 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 take it easy, like. We were we were losing on purpose. (laughs) We were tanking. We were tanking. What's his name? Sam Hinkie. What a legend. Sam Hinkie is a legend. Openly Right lads, here's the plan. We're gonna lose every game. He would literally find 
the most fringe NBA players ever and put mm-hmm. a starting together. And anybody he drafted, even if they weren't hurt, he wouldn't play them. Like, Imagine the conversation when he hired Brett Brown. Right. So I'm going to offer you an NBA job. I'll take it. No, wait, you hear what it is. <laughs> it's just, he had to go along. Like when they had issues with Joel Embiid or, or uh, Okafor's off-the-court problems, Sam Hinkie wouldn't speak. Mm. They would literally put the coach out there and he would have to speak. And that's part of the reason why he got fired, just because he was not good with, with the you know. Uh, oh, he was horrible in public. He, but the thing is, the guy... I think the guy's a genius. I've had this argument with Justin Wells, who says he can't be a genius. I'm like, listen, man, the guy's a genius. He openly won against the NBA. Yeah. He made a team that had no future whatsoever. They would have been toiling as the eighth, ninth, tenth best best team in the East, maybe a little bit better than that. But now they have three players on their team who who could be legit superstars. Mm. If two of those guys end up being superstars. You're in good shape because nobody, not many teams have that. And if even one of them's a superstar, and the other two are top twenty-five players in the league. And oh, let's yes. not forget, you guys have Saric as well, who I think is is super talented. Um, yeah, he's very. You guys have. And you that, guys are loaded, like you really are. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like people think, oh, we'll, we'll just draft, but the NBA draft is literally a crapshoot. It's lottery balls. You don't know what you're going to get. You could be the worst team in the league. It's not like the NFL, you go 0-16, oh, you have the number one pick. It does not work that way. We've seen many times the worst team in the league not get the not even one one or two well, pick. that was the Wiggins draft, wasn't it? You guys were the worst team in the league. We were, we had that, we, well, we should, technically the Minnesota Timberwolves should be the our, our affiliate because you stole Carl Anthony Towns and you stole Andrew Wiggins' office because both of those players, and again, this is what I'm talking about. It doesn't work this way. It's all tongue-in-cheek. But both of those drafts, we had the worst team on paper, and you guys won the lottery. Yeah, that, well, that's, that's how it should be. Yeah, it's good. You, you should suck, and then we should get all the goodness out of it. It's just ridiculous. We should have. I think that's fair. We're team. Carl Anthony Towns should be on my team. We would have a squad if we put them both together. I don't know how they'd fit, but we'd still have a collection of talent. Imagine. So, so you'd have. Wiggins is the point guard. No, you'd have Fultz as the point guard. Wiggins is the two guard. Two. Simmons is just going to have to play small forward and learn to live with it. Towns is the is the four, and then beats the five. And, and we're just be, we're just playing monster ball. And it'd be impossible to. And the thing, and that's a, that's the that's the beauty about Towns and Embiid. Like Towns is inside game is better than Embiid's right now, and it, it probably will be just because he's he's a little more fluid. He moves a little better. But their outside games, you have to go to the three-point line to guard them, and it just opens up the whole court. So that would be ridiculous. Wiggins would score um, 40 a game just just by, you know, backdoor cuts. Oh, all, little, all dump, little dump-offs. There you go. Dunk. There you go. One, dunk. Yeah. One-on-one all the time. What, you wouldn't be able to guard him. So. Um, actually, he could be one of the, a breakout player this year, too, I think. Uh, I know people say that might sound ridiculous, but... He has other levels he yeah. could get to. He just yeah. needs to get. That's exactly it. And if he's getting this max contract, which it looks like he is, then he's going to need to start paying some of that money back. So he's had, look, he's had three good years so far. He's improved his scoring. He's a 20 point a night scorer. And that's when you draft, that's all you're really hoping for when you you draft a, you know, a young guy is that they're going to be able to put the ball in the basket. So he's done, uh, 
you know, as much as you could hope, but there's obviously there's many levels left with Andrew Wiggins, so. Yeah, and it seems like he's going somewhere else because apparently he, his agent got him that deal, then he fired him. So I, I, I don't know if he has like a Rock Nation type thing in mind. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I read that the other day and I was like, oh, okay. Well, you know, it's the guy got his, or is getting his money. He deserves it. So our last, uh, Twitter question is from JP at JP23X. He said, can an old style center still exist in the NBA anymore? No. No, unless they're, I know they can't because, well, actually, do you know the funny thing is, of the old style centers in the league, right, you've got DeAndre Jordan, you've got, uh, Andre Drummond, you've got Hassan Whiteside, and then you've got the, the offensive ones in Al Jefferson and Jilly Lokafor. There's, the problem with all of them is that none of them are well rounded. Yeah. Okafor and Jefferson can't play defense. The other guys are hopeless on offense other than pick and roll. They can't play in the post. They can't pass out of the post. So, to be honest, there's there's no... I don't think there's anyone in the league who you could look at and say, well, they prove that you can or you can't because I just don't think there's... Like, there's not a Patrick Ewing in the league. No, no, I think that... Or a David, Robert, Robert, Robin, uh, David Robinson or an Elijah Watt. Or a Shaq, or there's obviously there's never going to be another Shaq, but there's not one of those type of all-rounders in the league. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, like you said, Okafor has the offensive game, but he can't defend to save his life. Um, they're just old-time centers like that in the new NBA are just major liabilities. And unless the NBA swings back and I know sports do that, but I don't know why you went at this point because you have the perfect example on how to win in the mm. Golden State Warriors. So it, it wouldn't make any sense to swing back that way, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and I don't think even if we do swing back, I don't think we'll ever swing that far back. Yeah. Um, I think we might move back to a bit more post play. Um, but I think the, the inside outside game is always going to be there. I think that's still there now, um, as opposed to like the, the outside inside that's so prevalent now where everything is, everything is with three point shot. Um, I still think there's certain teams that, that draw up a lot of the, the inside outside stuff into their, into their play, their, uh, the play calling. And I think, I think that'll always be there, but maybe we could see more of it and maybe it'll be, maybe we'll get a new era of, um, Power forwards who are a bit better in the post. Um, but I think the only big center you probably I completely forgot is maybe Marcus All. He's probably and Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, Boogie is too. But, but Boogie's more athletic. But yeah, he's definitely a back to the basket mm. player. Um, and Marcus so yeah. But again, with both of them, they can both step out and shoot the three. They can. That's and the thing. Gasol's a great passer. Like a he great is great passer. A typical European big guy. That's what the fundamentals. That's what they, exactly. they love. So, who likes Europeans? But, you know, that's what it is. That was just my little dig at Europeans. Um, Listen. <laughs> Listen. So. Trace your family. Oh, I have traced my family. Yeah, I'm half Italian and half Irish. There you go, then. Yeah, no. Where, 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 where's Ireland? Where's Italy? Oh, they're in Europe. Oh, they're in Europe. And I've been to both of them multiple times. So, um... So we're going to do a little something different tonight. And I got this idea from Mr. Marco Lopez. Um, 
thought it was a really good idea. And he, he sort of suggested looking back on particular rivalries or, or great finals. And I, I'm going to start with the finals that I want to start with is the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers Golden State Warriors one. And that's the one where Cleveland actually wins that one. Um, Dave, tell me, well, let me walk through the games first. So game one, the Warriors win. Game two, the Warriors win. Game three, Cleveland wins. Game four, the Warriors win. So it's 3-1, then Cleveland wins three in a row. And they win it game seven somehow. Tell me how they came back in the series. And did you think they had any chance before this series to beat that Golden State team? No. And um, I think if they played the series a hundred times, they'd lose a hundred times. A hundred a hundred more times, sorry. They, they'd lose a hundred more times. Um, the, the way they came back was two things happened in game four. Number one, Draymond Green did something very, very silly. Yeah. <laughs> and he got suspended. Could you tell our listeners what he actually did? He kicked LeBron James in the testicle. Yes, yes he did. <laughs> and LeBron cried like a little girl, because that's what LeBron does. Yes, and he got his way and got him suspended. Yeah, and the other thing that happened is Andre Iguodala hurt his back in that game. Yes, he did. Which and people if you've like seen that. the previous ten games between the Warriors and, and the the Cavaliers in the playoffs, while he wasn't stopping him because no one stops him, Iggy was doing a good job at containing LeBron. Not he made him work. Him, yeah, he made him work for his points. And by making him work for his baskets, he takes away his energy at the defensive end of the floor. Mm-hmm. With Iggy unable to do that, we saw a massive uptick in LeBron's defensive abilities in games 5, 6, and 7. If if those two things, if Draymond doesn't get suspended and Iggy doesn't hurt his back, or even one or the other, I don't think Cleveland has a hope in that series. I think Golden State would have closed them out in Game 5. If not Game 5, they would have won Game 6 or Game 7. They they just wouldn't have lost all three. The, the Draymond thing is what threw it all. Now, we do need to give credit to Cleveland, because 3-1 oh. down against a team that has put together the greatest regular season in NBA history. Now, they had struggled in the playoffs. They hadn't looked all that impressive in the playoffs. But uh-huh. you 3-1 down against a team that beat you last year, just had that regular season. And got blown out the first two games. And yeah, you got whooped. Like it, annihilated. It, it, it has to be difficult to get yourself in the right frame of mind. Because, like, look at this this past year. You know, when it got to that stage, they just got whooped. They had no hope. They gave Zero. up. That year... Had, Kyrie Irving was just phenomenal. And, and and fair, he was phenomenal in all three series they played. The yeah. Warriors couldn't... They just couldn't do anything with him. No, it's very hard to stop the guy. When he, when he goes off, there's very few people that can live with him. And yeah. as as great as LeBron was, and he was, he was incredible. Yeah, he um, was. They still wouldn't have won if Kyrie hadn't put in the performances he won. It needed both of them playing at that level for three straight games. Which, I mean, you know, just to get two guys to play at that level in the NBA Finals on the same team is just... 
you'd, you'd struggle to go back through NBA history and see that. Like two teammates in the NBA Finals who've played at that level, maybe you'd find, I don't know, Bird and McHale or Magic and Kareem, maybe. I, I don't know, you know, maybe Bill Russell and one of his teammates at some point. Yeah. But for, for those guys to play like that, which makes what we've, what's just happened in Cleveland all the stranger because they look, they looked primed with a couple of moves to really, really be able to stand up to Golden State for the next few years. One of those moves oh, yeah. obviously would have been trading Kevin Love for a Paul George or a Jimmy Butler type. Um, but, you know, the, what they did in, in those three games, especially going into Golden State in Game, game 7, when even after winning two in a row, I don't think many people gave them the chance. I know I didn't give them much of a chance. Me either. Oh honestly, they were good. Yeah, and that's the other a lot of famous things coming out of there. But do you remember the? I'm sure you do. The LeBron James when he chased down Iguodala and yeah. pinned his the he pinned it on the backboard. And it's it crazy because they chose the angle unreal. from behind the behind the the hoop, and you can yeah. actually see LeBron slow his run to be able to time it just perfectly to meet Iggy at the basket and not foul him. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and you're doing that in the finals with literally seconds left in the game. On the road in Golden State yeah. where it's insane to play. You know, like to have that kind of thought process where you just think, I cannot fail here. I have, like, because most people wouldn't slow their roll because they'd be fear, they'd be fearful that if they slowed it, they might not get where they want to get at the right time. But yep. he had just had that confidence and belief to do it. And it was just, it was incredible. And it's one of the all-time great defensive plays in the NBA Finals. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it is incredible when you look at it. You can watch it from every angle and you, you just, the, 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 the gear he puts in, it's like first, second, third, fourth, and he's like, boom. And he's just there. And like, I swear, like his head's above the backboard or his head's above the rim. It's just like, he makes it look so easy. It's just it, it doesn't appear that he's even going to get there, but his stride is incredible. So, anything else from that series that stood out for you? The shot that won it. The, like we've talked before about LeBron, how he doesn't have that closer gene. Yeah, it's the one thing that's probably lacking. That probably, if he had it, I think we'd argue we could arguably be talking with him being better than Jordan. Yeah, I agree. If he was more selfish. But he doesn't have it. But he's still the best player in the world. He's the leader of that team. He's the only reason that franchise is relevant. And for him to be able to put it on his own shoulders and, and know coming out of the, you know, coming into that play, I'm not shooting this. I'm giving it to him. He's going to shoot it. Which I'm, he's been for a lot in the past. Of course. And, and that's the thing, he's been criticised. So if, if Kyrie win, if Kyrie hits that shot, Kyrie gets all the credit. If yep. Kyrie misses that shot, LeBron gets all the blame. That's yes, the that's the situation he's in. And for him to be able to kind of say, this is what's b- best for this team, I just think that's... I think it's what makes him a great teammate, is that unselfishness, that willingness to do what's right for the team. Like, people will point to the Jordan 
pass to Steve Kerr in, in Utah, but Jordan only passed because he got double teamed. Jordan, yep. the play was drawn up for Jordan to shoot unless he got double teamed. That play was drawn up for Kyrie. So LeBron took that out of everybody else's hands and put that in Kyrie's hands. And for Kyrie, I mean, at that age, that kind of scene, having obviously missed the finals the year before because of his knee, was he played the first two games and then he hurt his knee? Hurt his knee, yeah, that was a bad injury. And that can't have been easy to come back from. We remember he missed quite a bit of the early part of the season. And he'd been up and down throughout the year and he'd had a couple of ruts in the playoffs as well, a couple of really poor games. But to just to come up at that time, like the biggest, no matter what he does for his, the rest of his career, like he could go on now and win three titles in Boston. And they're not going to be as big as that shot because that shot brought a title to Cleveland. They yes. don't win anything. No. And they and it, never and win it, anything again, judging by yeah. what the Browns are doing. The Indians being the Indians and the the fact that the Cavs may well lose LeBron next year. So Yeah, it's gonna be like another hundred years of not yeah, winning anything. Because like Boston is title town. Like you know, they've got all the banners in, in the garden. The yep. Patriots are the greatest team in of the last what, twenty odd twenty five years. Yeah, um, since Brady. Since, you know, and even and even if you look back into the mid 90s when um, Parcells was there, like they were getting to Super Bowls. Yeah, true. So yeah, so they've been great for a long time. Obviously, the the Belichick uh, Brady era is just it's 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 right up there with with Pop and Duncan. Like it's they're oh, neck, God. neck and neck, five five rings each. Yeah, I'd argue um, it's even harder in, in the NFL. Oh, but, much harder because the free agency and the way yeah. the way your your salary caps salary um, caps. Per- and injuries are more frequent. Exactly. And, and far more serious. Um, oh, God. And, and let's not forget that they had a, a Pro Bowl caliber player um, decided to just start murdering people. And, uh, yeah, Aaron Hernandez. You know, <laughs> like realistically, for anyone who's a basketball fan and doesn't understand, imagine if the Spurs, imagine if, uh, who'd be a good, say Boris Dio when he was there, if he just decided to go and murder some people, like yeah. that's basically what happened, and he ends up in jail. And obviously, unfortunately, Aaron Hernandez took his own life and whatever. But um, you know, to come through everything they've come through and all the nonsense scandals and all the crap around thing, like what they've done is incredible. Um, but like you know, let's not forget the Bruins have won a, a Stanley Cup in the last ten years. The Red Sox yeah. have won three World Series. So. Boston is used to winning. Boston is a winning city. If if, it is. if the Celtics win another title, obviously it'll be great and they'll all be delighted. But in twenty five years, it'll just blend in with all the other ones that they've won. In 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 Cleveland, if you go there in twenty five years, chances are they won't have won diddly. You know, so yeah, it's just it's not a winning town. I don't no, know, again, it's they have a like the Browns have a history of not winning anything and. They have passionate fans. It's just yeah, they've got great fans, and that's why you feel bad for them. Exactly, this is happening, and it looks like it's the, the start of the divorce with LeBron. But it is what it is, you know. Now that finals for me was one of the best in years. What about what about for you? Um, I thought the the two finals between the Spurs and the Heat, 
I okay. thought I thought the first one was great. Um, especially that what happened in game six. That, you know, the Spurs should have had that wrapped up. The Heat come back and win the game and then they win game seven. The following year wasn't competitive, but I think it's one of the all time great displays in the finals by a team. What yeah, the Spurs just, did, like they just wiped the floor. Yeah, in five games, I think. In right? five games with a two time defending champion. Um, yep. Going back before that, like Miami, Oklahoma wasn't a good series. Uh, no. Dallas, Miami was a pretty good series. It was. Um, before that, I think the 08 finals was pretty good, the Celtics and the Lakers. But even then, you go back before that and. There's a couple of really boring series. I really enjoyed the uh, the Pistons beating the Lakers just because of how they did it. Yeah, and I didn't, nobody thought it was going to happen. No, they were massive underdogs. They were coming up against the three-time defending champions, and they wiped the floor yeah. with them. They really did. Um, yeah, that was a great series. But yeah, I mean, it's probably it probably is in the top five of say the post Jordan finals. And even like the Jordan era finals, none of them were all that competitive. Like there was never a game seven. Jordan didn't allow game sevens. No, there was no game sevens on Michael Jordan's. Uh... The two Houston finals weren't particularly exciting. No, it's just that, like this sixteen moment. Like, the drama of it was just insane. Mm. Like it just, I mean, the way it played out, you thought the series was over. Everybody's like, okay, this is this is playing out like I thought it would. Cleveland won their one game. Now it's going to be over when it goes back to Golden State. And, you know, winning three in a row against that team is just unheard of. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I don't know, boggles my mind. But, all right, because um, I feel like dog shit, so maybe it's not allergies. Maybe I'm getting sick. Uh, let's just move on to the last thing we're going to talk about. And like we normally do, we talk about a legend all the time. And tonight we're going to talk about one Mr. Kobe Bryant. Um. I'll let you lead on this guy, because this this guy means more to you, I think, because of the the, the Philly connection. Yeah, he's he's from Philadelphia. His father played with the Sixers, Joe Jellybean Bryant. Um, He was the 13th pick in the 96 draft, which, if you think about that now, is just insanely ridiculous. Uh, Played at Lower Marion High School, which... Is uh, it's a it's a ritzy area, uh, right outside of Philadelphia. We call it the um, main line, is what it's called. Uh, I am not. I know that area now. I did not go to high school or anywhere near that. Um, but I did not play versus Kobe in high school because he's a little bit older than me. When he was, when he was leaving, um, high school, I was going into high school, so. 96, but I did in a, in a, I did play on Jameer Nelson's Chester team. So if that's a fun fact for anybody who Jameer Nelson played with, um, had a long basketball career. I uh, played at St. Joe's in college, but then played in the NBA for a long time, but him and I were on the same basketball team. Yeah. So, but Kobe Bryant is, in my opinion, I would say, is he a top? F- yeah, I th- you know what? I think he's got to be a top five player ever, isn't he? No, no. You don't think so? No, definitely not. I mean, you can't put him over. I wouldn't put him over Mike Michael Jordan. I don't put him over LeBron. I mean, I've never seen Wilt play, but most people who are older than me said you can't put him over there. 
can't put him over Bill Russell. You can't put him over Magic. You can't put him over Larry Bird. So see, I I say I disagree with the last three. No, see, Bill, Bill Russell's Russell. the greatest winner ever, and he kicked Wilt's ass time yeah, but and time and time that's, again. That's the product of a better team. That doesn't mean he's a better look player. Look at their one-to-one matchups, and look what happened between Will scoring averages versus everybody else against. Oh yeah, they Bill they, they oh, no, plummeted. They, they didn't. Yeah, they, they plummeted. Bill Russell's the greatest center of all time. See, I, I don't. I don't think so. And maybe that's my. And I'm not putting Kobe over. Um, Kareem. I'm not putting Kobe over. Oh, he's not. He's not in your top ten, then. No, I think he's about. See, that's the thing. No, I don't think he is because I, I don't. I won't. Wouldn't put him over Tim Duncan either. I think, now see that. I think, I think Duncan's more the best player of the, of the era. But but I I would accept the argument that I think that's a personal preference because that's the era. So five five time champion, two time MV, finals MVP, one time MVP. Like yes, regular season, which, which if we can just is an absolute disgrace. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a so disgrace. They've got yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 just politics, and that was a Steve Nash bullshit, and other players as well. Um, eleven time All NBA first team, nine time NBA All Defensive first team, two time scoring champion. Uh, I mean, he's just one of the and and remember, I'm as much as I have ties, he has ties to this area. I'm not. I'm a big fan of his game. I don't like him as a person. Um, I think he's a big fraud. Yeah. But his game is incredible, and you. Of course, I don't it is. Can, he stole everything he does from Jordan. He did. He, he mimicked Jordan's game, <laughs> which is is a very very clever. If you've got the ability to do it, which obviously he did. That's it. Exactly. Look, I think Kobe was an absolute assassin. I think if if you're if you've got one game. And your life depends on it. Other than after Jordan, in the history of the NBA, the guy I'd want would be Kobe. Well, that's why I don't understand why you don't put the Black Mamba in your top five. Or your because top Because if my life isn't on the line, it's just a normal game. Kobe will shoot me out of as many games as he'll shoot me into. Because Kobe, for me, was a ball. is the most selfish player I've ever seen in the history of the NBA. The most selfish player I've ever seen. I mean, he, that he guy definitely couldn't was. walk in his last three years, and he's putting up thirty shots a night. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You get all well, that him, was. A- you get the Angelo Russell in there, the the next leader of the Lakers, and you don't have the time to teach him to show him what people did for you when you came into the league when you couldn't play. You don't have the time to take this kid under your wing because you're making Kobe Bryant's news like. Get the fuck. And he came out and said it too. He wasn't, he made no bones about yeah. it and said, I'm not his babysitter. I'm not, he needs to find his own way. To um, me, that's a disgrace. Yeah, to I don't, me, I don't, again, that's not the greatest teammate. He obviously had, um, I don't think you find big, any of his teammates that say they like him other than maybe Ron Artest. Yeah, who's fucking insane. Who's so. a, yeah, literally, like a certified, the man goes with the name Meta World Peace. He's <laughs> clearly, the cheese fell off his cracker many years ago. 
I've never heard that, but that's fucking hysterical. I've never heard anybody use that analogy, but yeah, he's he's definitely he's definitely insane. I I gotta be honest with you though, I am shocked that Kobe is not. I can't get over that. I, talent I, talent wise, he's there. Oh no no no! I know you would agree with that. I just oh. and again, I'm not disagreeing with the bad teammate. I'm not disagreeing with some of the other things that you said, but he. I mean, like you, you said it perfectly. If he, other than Jordan, you'd want him to win you a game. Like that's the guy you want in the hand because he's a killer. We we talk about it all the time. Like we talk about like LeBron's a great player, but could you imagine if LeBron had Kobe or Mike's killer instinct? But the the only thing I will say, Joe, is that if you play that, your life is on the game, uh, on the line game, ten uh-huh. times with Kobe as the guy. I think you're losing four of them. I think he'll win you six. I think now I think LeBron would only win you two or three. Uh-huh. I think Kobe would win you six, but I think he would shoot you out of the other four because I think he would just get so caught up in I have to do this. This is my responsibility. Like you look at the O eight finals, you look at the finals against the Pistons, you look at a number of playoff series over the years that Kobe was Kobe and just decided to take over. Things weren't going well and he just wouldn't give up the ball, wouldn't give up the power. Yeah, he was selfish. I mean, he was. was And that's the thing, on talent, without question, he is in my top five. Without question. But on on everything, and I, I do factor in things like how good a teammate were you, what's the legacy you left not just on the court, but on your franchise. You know, did you make the right decisions? This was a guy playing with Shaq, won three titles. They could have gone on and probably won six, maybe seven. Probably. And he ruined it. Yeah, he ruined it. They just couldn't get along. You know? He could not. Because he made a mistake. He didn't want to own up to his mistake. He wanted to blame everybody else. Yeah, he was notorious for that. And Shaq being Shaq, he said something, probably thought it was funny. Kobe took offense. Shaq got offended. Now, fairness, Shaq would kick Kobe Bryant all over oh the place. Yeah, he's a monster. He's like, an, an, an enormous man. <laughs> yeah, <it's> but, <laughs> you know, like with Kobe, it's just, it's those little things. Like, like his final game, like I know he scored 50. I know he scored 50. Great. Yeah. He scored 50. Talk about 400 shots. Oh, I know. And yeah, they lost. Yeah, I mean, that was something. That was, it was absurd. And 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 see, I I look at his career and I just discount the years after he tore his Achilles because I know what that injury is like, and you can't play basketball. And I, it's it's true. He, should, he should have retired. Yeah, he really should have. And I know why he didn't because he was getting paid what twenty some million dollars a year. Exactly. But that's the other okay. thing as well. He like he screwed them cap wise. Yes, he did. To yeah, get he his, did. you know. And, uh, and it allowed, and his last season allowed the Lakers to tank, which a lot of people just gloss over because it was basically, it got kind of embarrassing. It was like a farewell tour. People were giving him gifts everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't like that stuff, but, um, I tell like you what I, I do did with, like though, when Paul Pierce announced he was retiring and the Clippers were playing, uh, Golden State and Draymond said to him, what, you think you're having some sort of retirement tour? You're not fucking yeah. Kobe. <laughs> So, I mean, it's not, it's like the, the players know, yeah. you know, like the players know what kind of guy he was, but 
I mean, career averages of 25 points a game in the playoffs. Career average of 25 points a game in the regular season. I just, I don't know. I, I really am. I'm genuinely shocked that you don't have him higher on your list. Like, I, I think I'm more shocked that you have Russell, and I know he's a winner. He's obviously the all-time winner, and that's the goal. I get that. Defense. I know, I get it, but Bird and Magic over yeah, Kobe? Yeah, of course Bird and Magic over Kobe. Magic's got five rings, greatest leader ever, greatest teammate ever, greatest no, they have the same ever. Yeah, they have the same amount of rings. Yeah. Magic didn't win his rings playing with Shaq. Magic won his oh, rings when the NBA was tough. Not, no, in, was, not yeah. in the powder puff post-Jordan era where there was no competition. Magic won his rings against real basketball teams. That's oh, well, Magic yeah. won his rings. Celtics, yeah, they played the Celtics teams. They, they beat played the Celtics, they played the Sixers, then they yeah. played the Bulls and the Pistons. They were playing great teams. Who'd they beat? Who'd Kobe beat in the finals? They three-peated. Who'd they beat, though? They beat... Oh, man. The they New beat... York Nets? Or, the, sorry, New Jersey Nets? Well, that was a garbage team. That was a Jason Kidd team. Yeah, me and you put together a team for people we know that had give them a game. That's probably a good point. Yeah, that was a 2002. They blew them out. And I think that's the same series. They, or didn't they almost lose to the Kings in that? Yeah, the, that, the seven, they, they did lose to the Kings. Yeah. <laughs> they did lose to the Kings. But, you know, look, I'm not, look, I, like I said, Kobe's incredible, but for me, I, I would just have Magic and Birds uh, ahead of him. Like, not by a whole lot. Like, really not okay. by a whole lot. But I, I do, I do have Duncan as the greatest player of that era. Um, but again, like, that's subjective because. Hard you, to argue that. You could make an argument for AI, you know? You could. In terms of talent, for win. sure. He just didn't win. Yeah. You could make an argument for Kevin Garnett. He's just, but it's just that he's only got one ring. But Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce, Dirk Nowitzki, you know, that era, uh, in terms of individual players, it's Dwayne Wade. I know he's a little bit later, but he's still sort of that era. Um, yeah. Now, in fairness, he's, he's a good bit later than most of them. He's about six years, but still, he's, he's old now. Um, you know, that, that, that era was special. Jason Kidd, we mentioned earlier. Um, yeah. there was great players, but I just, I, I think through the nineties, if you really look, or sorry, through the two thousands, I think it's one of the weakest eras in the history of basketball, um, in terms of great teams. I don't think there was ever a, a time where we had three teams that you'd look at and go, they could win the NBA title this year. I don't think there ever was that at any point. Yeah, you're to, probably right. Three teams is, look at. Is, is there now, though? There's not now. There is. Because, yeah, because I think San Antonio could win the finals if, if, if they got by Golden State. And the issue is, can they get, get by Golden State? They'd need, an, they'd probably need an injury. Yeah, well, that's, that's, but, but they could think. beat Cleveland. Whereas back then, I don't think, I don't think anyone else from maybe Sacramento, may, maybe they're the team. The third team, yeah. but even at that, like when you went into the finals back then, like you kind of look at it and go, "Oh, we know what's going to happen." Like when when San Antonio got to the finals, those those years, oh uh, three, oh five, and oh seven, we knew what was going to happen. The only the only surprise we had that that whole decade was the Pistons, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Nobody expected that from them. So, well, you're going to hurt Yan's feelings, our friend Janigan. He's a Giant Lakers fan and a few others too, but um, anything else you want to add, Dave, before we end? No, just that we're getting uh, close to 
to the NBA season really starting to to come towards us with 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 real gusto. Um, we'll we'll, we'll you know, go in previews for sure. For, yeah, uh, you know, and, um, the- I'm really I'm really excited about this season. I mean, I'm sure you are as well. Your your team are going to be relevant for the first time in a long time. My team are going to be oh, relevant for the first time in a long time. Always, oh, he never he never goes apart without taking a shot, folks. No, no I'm saying like the Wolves haven't been relevant for a long time either. So, um, no, you know, and of course the Lakers will still be crap, but that's always nice. And yes, the, Knicks, the Knicks will be terrible, and Justin won't be too happy about the Knicks being terrible. And I hope uh, the Celtics. I hope Kyrie Irving. Hope that trade falls through. He has to go back to Cleveland. Um, I hope. Can you uh, imagine if that happened? Yeah, I mean, I've read I've read some stuff about it that maybe they'll have to add more draft picks. I don't think they might throw in a second round draft pick. Yeah, which is basically crap. Yeah, Um, like unless unless you're San Antonio or maybe Houston now, you might get value from a second round pick. Yeah, Um, yeah, not like you're getting Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown or one of their Marcus Smart, one of their players. You know, I don't think that's happening. So. do you have anything to plug before you go? I know you. I know you've been doing pods. I know. Yeah, I've got two uh, two part podcasts coming out next week. Um, myself and Kevin DeVries going to cool. break down all twenty teams in the Premier League, what they did in the transfer window, how we think think it improves them or makes them worse, and uh, we just have a bit of a laugh. Awesome. And for me, just I'm going to keep doing this NBA pod because I really enjoy it. Um, Dave and I are in the same time zone, so it's really easy. Especially now I have two, well, I have two kids, but one, they're both walking now and that's a giant pain. Yes. So on that note, like I tell you guys all the time, if you do one thing in life, trust the process. for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place with linkedin you can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.